What's up, everybody? My name is Lindsey Melton Jr. Thank you for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. This is the True North Podcast. What up, everybody? Back again. Ah, I'm so excited. Um, obviously, you're listening to this episode Thursday. It's been released June 18th, which is my and my wife's anniversary. We have been married nine years. We, uh, we, um, all together, knowing each other. We've known each other for a decade, a decade, ten years. But um, so I'm excited about that. Um, we have, we have. Uh, finished birthdays, um, my my kids, their birthdays, they're really close together, so all the presents are done, but what I'm really excited for is tomorrow, all right, tomorrow is June 19th, aka Juneteenth, all right, so here is a very important fact you need to know, Juneteenth, all right, June 19th, 1865, the Union soldiers led by General Gordon Grange arrived in Galveston, Texas, with news that the war, the Civil War, um, had ended, all right, thus for releasing all slaves to be free. Woo! Like, so therefore, June 19th, that is my Independence Day, not July 4th, because originally when July 4th, um, in the 1700s, when it was declared as the nation's independence, still... Um, black people were still slaves. So we weren't really free, um, but we was free from slavery. June 19th, 1865, and there there is a, a hard pill to swallow. Um, this news came after, this event happened two and a half years. Say it with me. Two and a half years after Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which had become official January 1st, 1863. Yes, you heard that right. January 1st, 1863, it became official that slate, there would be no more slavery in the, these United States of America. But um, it, it didn't go into effect until June 19th, 1865. So, you can you got two options. You could be bitter about how long it took for it to make make happen, or we can celebrate the win of you know what? It did end. It did end. Now, the treatment of um of black people after that, that's a whole nother story. But so we are celebrating Juneteenth. And I encourage you, I encourage you, even if you are not black. I encourage you to celebrate this. So, Juneteenth, please celebrate it. I'm celebrating it. How am I celebrating it? Um, you know, I'm going to, I mean, it looks different for everybody. I know one thing, you know, it's 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 our Independence Day. So, what do you do on Independence Day? You grill burgers, hot dogs, uh, chicken, um, shrimp, I don't know, like whatever you grill, grill it. You know, if you're a veg- vegetarian or vegan, you know, um, just... Watch other people grill and then don't eat. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, you know, shoot some fireworks if you want to, I guess, as long as your um, county allows you to do that. Um, and, you know, like, put on a good movie. Do a family night. Uh, family-friendly movie. Or, you know, better yet, educate you, 
educate yourself, your spouse, your kids, um, and anybody anybody that's around you. Educate them on what June 19th truly stands for. So, all right. So what I want to talk about now is, you know, my parents are not perfect. Um, I realize that because I'm not perfect. No person is perfect except for Jesus. A, say that again, except Jesus. Um, but I want to talk about something. Uh, there was one of those moments that um, my mom, when I was a kid, she uh, one of those moments that she probably shouldn't have done, but it ended up working out in her favor. Am I piquing your interest? Am I piquing your curiosity? Hopefully so. All right. So a couple of episodes I talked about how... Um, when I was in middle school, uh, l- l- let me just go and tell it in case you didn't hear it. But there was, there was a moment one time when I was in middle school, uh, my mom sat me down. And um, now uh, my mom is, is the mom I have now. I love you, mom, if you hear this. Um, she's slightly different than when uh, the mom I had when I was a kid. Um, the difference is my mother now, um, she's a little bit older, and she is a grandmother. So, therefore, the sweeter side of her is, you know, what's, is what is more evident. And plus, uh, my sister has softened her up. Yes, I blame you, Drea. I love you. Um, <laughs> but when I was in middle school, my mom sat me down one night, just out of the blue, and... Uh, Introduced me to the movie Mississippi Burning. If you have never seen this movie, hide the women and children, okay? Because it's rough. So imagine being in fifth grade, um, somewhere like age, what, 10, I guess? I guess I was 10 years old, I don't know. And watching Mississippi Burning, watching the KKK, uh, Lynch, um, African Americans, uh, watch them cut off their private parts. I mean, what? I mean, like it was brutal. I had, I did not sleep well that night. Now, Lindsay, why was this something really bad for her to do? Well, if those scenes I just described to you weren't bad enough, the next day, my mom gets a call from my school, Kwood Elementary. Shout out to Kwood. Um, Elementary in Lexington, Tennessee. She gets a call from the uh, the principal's assistant um, or office or a principal secretary. Gets a call from principal secretary, and my mom never got a call from the school unless it was a medical um, medical emergency because I was uh, I had um, had really really bad allergies and asthma. So so there's like Miss Melton. We're calling because uh, when he talked to you about your son, and she's like, what's going on? Is he okay? She's like, he's okay, but he's being really combative, disruptive, and uh, he's not complying to what his teachers asked him to do. And she's like, Lindsay? Are you sure you had the... She's like, yes, no, it's, it's Lindsay. And um, she said, what's going on? I kid you not, people. The teacher said, well, um, his fifth grade teacher, Ms. Blankenship, asked him to to do his assignment, his in-class assignment, and he told her no, that his people had done enough work. It was time for you people to pick up the hammer and nails and sweat. Mama, there goes that man. Ooh, yeah, that really happened. Bruh, I thought my mom was going to kill me when I was sitting in that office. I was like, by me, I was standing on it. Like, they put me on the phone. My mom's like, Lindsay, you say that? I said, yeah, mom. I was like, I have to watch that movie with you last night. I promise. Like, I, they, they all need to learn. And she's like, Sh- stop talking right now. <laughs> so she told uh, she told the lady that she'd be down to pick me up. 
picked me up and like, you know, she had to leave work. So I knew if mom had to leave work because I'm in trouble, that meant I literally am in trouble. So here's where the worst thing turns into the greatest thing. All right. So did she, did she beat me? Did she whoop me? No, she did not. I'm not even sure if my dad knows. So dad, here you go. Um, so instead we go to Sonic and back then Sonic had really good food. They had this, uh, this item on the menu called the Hickory Burger. Mm-mm-mm. Woo. Loved it. And, uh, so I got me a Hickory Burger. What it was, it was basically a, you know, a steak patty on a toaster sandwich with Hickory barbecue sauce, sauteed onions, and a little bit of bacon. Woo. Buddy, buddy. Got that with some tater tots and a Sprite. I'm like, okay, this is different, but I mean, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna question the meal. So we get it to go, and then we drive up to. Um, uh, we had a, we had a man, uh, a man designed lake called uh, Beach Lake or Eastern Shores, but Beach Lake. She drove me up there, and we parked, and we just talked as we're eating, and my mom began to talk to me about the importance of balance. Say it with me balance and to this day I always think about that discussion and that is that has shaped how I live my life I try to live it in a in a in a balanced format there are times where the scales tip heavier on one side than the other and I go back and I uh, the Holy Spirit reminds me okay you're unbalanced we got to fix this see balanced um Balance is going to, balance is the very thing that's going to get us through this season, all right? See, the best way to describe balance, it's it's an even distribution of weight enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady. Woo! Did you hear that? that? Check this out one more time. Balance is an even distribution of weight enabling that means enabling, empowering, uh, giving somebody the ability to remain upright and steady. Understand this. If you follow Jesus, then balance is obtained by following the voice of God in the stable and unstable parts of your life. Because understand this, testing and trials are great. They, they are great indicators of what you and I truly internally believe. Adversity, it, adversity reveals your hidden weakness. Adversity reveals your hidden weakness. So therefore, you got to allow yourself to use it for growth. Instead of fighting it, use it. Instead of fighting it, use it. I had a moment last week where... Um, I'm trying to think the best way to even say this, but you know what? It's true north. Let's just be honest. I had a moment last week where somebody that I'm always like at odds with. In the moment, I was I was getting ready to to quote that person. And in the moment, I was gonna say, This person said da 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 da. And I was quoting them in the in a positive context. I wasn't talking bad. I was quoting them in positive context. And instead of just saying this person, literally I had an internal conversation with the Holy Spirit. And the Lord had said, Lindsay, you could determine how that particular person will treat you. 
based off of what you do in this moment, right now. Make a decision. So I, I preferenced their quote by saying, my friend, and I called that person's name, they said it best this way, and then I quoted them. And I remember in my in, like in my inner self, I'm like, your friend? They are not a friend. Oh my God, do you not remember when? Bruh. The next time I saw this person in person, night and day. Night and day difference. I'm night and like <laughs> I was like, do you do you realize you're you're talking to me? Like you what? You're are you okay? Like you're 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 nice. No shots fired, no nothing. Like, for real? Testing and trials are great indicators of what you truly internally believe. Adversity reveals your hidden weakness, so allow yourself to use it for growth. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2, Paul said that we had just been given rough treatment in Philippi. As you know, but that didn't slow us down. Listen to this next part. We were sure of ourselves in God and went right ahead and set our peace. Presenting God's message to you, defiant of the opposition. Listen, you want to be defiant to every ounce of opposition? The number one key to doing that is being assured of who you are in God. The only reason David was able to slay a giant was because he knew God had a plan to put all of Israel on David's back. Could you like we we, we think about this nine foot person and, you know, maybe this five foot kid getting ready to fight. And we're like, you know, the stones on David, like how the, the gunction like, bro, like, where do you come off trying to fight this? But at the same time, if the God of heaven and earth told me, I'm gonna make you king. Bro, if he told me that, I'm like, yeah, ain't nothing stopping me. But he has told you. He's told you that in this earth, you are kings and queens and priests on this earth. Rule and reign like you are. Rule and reign like you've been created in the image of God. I told, I remember when I was um, a youth pastor at a church in Bristol, Tennessee. I remember telling the students I had this revelation. It was, it was as we was getting ready to leave. It was like the last, I think the last month right before we was getting ready to transition and move down to, to Florida, Central Florida. I remember telling them, I said, you know why the devil gives you such a hard time? And I'm talking to these students and I'm talking to myself. And now I'm telling you, the reason he gives us such a hard time is because your existence is a constant reminder of what he wants was and can never have ever again. He once was in fellowship with God. But now he's not. So he's reminded of that when he looks at you, the believer. He always wanted to be God, but he never could. And he's reminded of that concept when he looks at you, who is created in the image of God and who is hidden in Christ. And he can never get back to being with God. And he's reminded of that when he looks at you and sees the blood of Jesus, how it's washed you clean and has set you up 
to live with Jesus and God for eternity, forever and ever. The thing that he will never be able to do. You are a constant reminder of what he once was, what he never could be, and what he will never, ever have. wasn't in the notes but take that the goal of this episode is to bring hope because understand this what's in you is greater than what's around you what's in you is it's always going to be greater than what's around you and in a time like what we're going through right now hope is needed hope is found in the embodiment of Jesus the assurance of Jesus you know, anytime um, I'm getting my kids' clothes together for the next day or getting my clothes together, the first thing I do is I pull up the AccuWeather app. This podcast is not sponsored by the AccuWeather app, but if you would like to sponsor this podcast, hit me up. <laughs> but I, I pull up the AccuWeather app, and I like it because it has broke down by the hour. Man, this thing is so bad. Like, And when I mean bad, I mean good. Like, bad. Um but it's, it's so bad that like it, it even like it will tell me like the percentage of when it's supposed to rain each hour. And like I love it if if uh, I'm currently uh, looking at the app and it's supposed to rain that day, it'll tell me precipitation to fall in 126 minutes. I'm like, ooh, that's a bad mama jamma. I love it. Lindsay, what are you getting at? Well, I look at there to see the forecast to determine how I'm going to dress when I walk out of the house. Heaven's forecast is that God is going to do abundantly, unmeasurably, more than what we ask or think. That's heaven's forecast. That's heaven's forecast for your life. That he is going to do abundantly, unmeasurably, more than what we ask or think. Ed Catmull, the founder of Pixar, one of the founders of Pixar, he says the antidote of fear is trust. The antidote to fear is trust. He didn't say it was going to be easy. Jesus never said that it was going to be easy. But he did give us one assurance. He gave us one guarantee. He gave us several guarantees, actually, but I want to highlight one. He said, be cheerful because I have overcome the world. It's almost like he was saying, it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard, but hold up. It's all good because I've already won. I've already won. So what do you do when somebody has already purchased a meal for you? You don't pull your wallet out and try to repurchase it. You don't go to the car trying to trying to trying to dig up coins and change, trying to make uh, your own way to where you could pay them back. Nope. You pick up your fork, knife, or spoon, and you take part of what has been won for you. I want to share with you a scripture. Psalms 27, verse 8. 
David said, when you said, oh God, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do you know what that really means? It means in it means that when you're in prayer, require God's presence to be your greatest need. What does that look like for you? As a parent, what does it look like you requiring God to be your greatest need? Remember, the goal of this podcast is to take you whatever body of water you're, you're sailing through and to take you on a path that lands you at the heart of God. So as a parent, what, is, what does it look like when you require God as the greatest need? As, a, as an employee, what does it look like when you require God to be your greatest need as a, as a husband, as a wife, as, as, as an employer, as an entrepreneur, as a sibling, as a volunteer, as a, as a African-American, as a Caucasian, as a Hispanic, as, a, as an Asian, as any race, as, no, better yet, as a human being. What does it look like when you require God's presence as your greatest need? I believe it looks like you realizing that when you're without him, you're in trouble. When you're without him, you're incapable of doing what he's created you to do what he's gifted you to do. James Clear, who I quote all the time. (laughs) He says this in his book of Atomic Habits, which you got to check it out. And this question, I'll leave you. He says, If someone could only see your actions and not hear your words, what would they say are your priorities? Say that one more time. If someone could only see your actions and not hear your words, what would they say are your priorities? Listen, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I really pray and believe that it doesn't just go into the collection bank in your mind of really good content that you've heard. But right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Let something that I've said, let it be a spark and a night within the flame of their heart. Ignite it to a, to a wildfire of actions that glorify you, God, that advance your kingdom, that spread your gospel, not just through words, but through actions, through love, unconditional love, through hope, through fairness, and through justice. Take the scales of our, take the scales off our eyes and show us where we need to go to work. Show us how we need to go to work. Remove every ounce of timidness and fear. 
Make us brave, God. In Jesus' name, amen.